Welcome to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors, Leaders Made Here. Welcome to our podcast. My name is Pamela Banks. Our guest today is Jan Jelinski. She is going to share with us the value of participating in RPAC, which is the Realtors Political Action Committee. Jan is a realtor with Metro 2 Realty in Columbus, Ohio. She's had her license for 21 years. She's been involved on every level of the Women's Council of Realtors. In fact, Jan and I met as state secretaries in 2013. This year, Jan is serving on the National Executive Committee for the Women's Council of Realtors and is currently the Ohio Realtors RPAC Fundraising Committee Chair, as well as the Vice Chair of My Realtor Party Committee for Ohio Realtors. Jan, thank you for your dedication and service to our industry. We are glad you're joining us today. Welcome. Well, thank you very much, Pamela. It is my pleasure to speak with you today. You know, uh, RPAC is that little uh, acronym that a lot of people don't know what it really is. So can you kind of just share with our audience what exactly is RPAC? RPAC stands for Realtors Political Action Committee. And it was actually formed in 1969 by a group of realtors. We're actually in our 51st year, so we just celebrated 50 years last year. And the purpose of RPAC, and this is pretty much taken from a description on the NAR website, is it's voluntary contributions made by realtors, and it's used to help elect candidates who understand and support the interests of realtors. Members' dues is never used and only money given freely by realtors can be used. And the Realtors Political Action Committee is key to protecting and promoting the real estate industry. You know, when I think of what you just said, that's a beautiful way to really explain it. Because what most of us don't realize when we first get into real estate is if we are in real estate, we're also in politics. And I've said that a couple times because it was said to me, and all of a sudden a light bulb went off in my head. So with that being said, who can contribute and are there minimum requirements? Well, only realtors can contribute. um, And these are called hard dollars and they can be used to directly support candidates and issues. Again, these are situations that would directly help our real estate industry. Now, actually realtor affiliates can also invest. um, And these are called soft dollars and they're used to support For instance, fundraising events and things like that. So soft dollars are from the realtor affiliates is what you're saying? Correct. Correct. Okay. And then hard dollars are what realtors contribute. Now, I know there's different levels. And is there a minimum contribution to get started? There's not really a minimum contribution, but there is an amount of $15 that NAR deems if you contribute at least $15, you are considered a participant, um, which is you know, kind of the desired entry level. You can, you can invest less, but it's desired that you would at least invest $15. Well, can you imagine if all of the realtors, I think we have 1.3 million realtors contributed $15. I mean, what would that, that would be like? That would be a huge amount. You can 
also invest up to larger levels, which are called major investor levels. And there's different benefits that come to the realtor who invests at larger levels. But again, you're right. If everybody invested at a low level, we wouldn't have to have fundraisers. We would have plenty of money to, to work on getting things passed and, and supporting those politicians who, who protect our rights. You know, every year they have a meeting called President Circle. That's for the uh, participants, the realtor participants who participate at a higher level. And I know next year they just let the cat out of the bag. It's going to be in Hawaii. So I think that if someone wants to contribute and, and really jump in and say, you know what, I'm going to partner with NAR on this really important aspect of our businesses, how do they go about it? Like, do they go to NAR? Do they go to their local state association? How can someone start? You can start at any of those. You can start with your local level, which I would highly recommend because you're going to get information that really, you know, sort of find out what the issues are that you are working on in your local area. But whenever you invest in RPAC, some of the money stays locally, some of it gets sent to your state level, and then 30% of it gets sent on to NAR to fight um, national issues. So I would start with local, but you could also invest, you know, directly to your state level, directly to NAR. And you mentioned one thing, and that was President Circle, which again is in Hawaii. It's, it's a nice perk to be involved in President Circle. You get invited to a conference and you get to hear amazing politicians from across the country that are realtor champions that really do understand what we do and they support what we do. But what I wanted to say about President Circle is that is the one venue that allows you to directly contribute to your politician. All your other RPAC money goes into a lump sum and there are realtors who decide where that money goes, what they interview politicians, decide what politicians get it, decide what what issues they're fighting. But this is the one opportunity that you actually get to directly invest in realtors that you know, like, and trust. That is so important because supporting those political candidates that are pro real estate issues is what it's all about. I know you talked about the importance of that. Can you give us some examples of where our RPAC dollars have really made a difference? I would say one of the big things is for our state level, and I happen to live in Ohio, every few years when the state budget is redone, they always look at real estate because we're a big part of the economy. And there's a lot of realtors involved and they always want to, on our state level, tax our commissions. And every time that has come up, we have fought it down, fought it down, fought it down. And so it never has passed, but they keep bringing it up. And not only would it affect the realtors commission and what they make on the deal, it ultimately would go back to result in more expenses for our clients. And then just a couple years ago, national redid the budget and they tried to pull back, I guess, tax benefits for home ownership. And, you know, that's one of the big issues. I mean, the points we always push, hey, own your home, you get all these tax deductions and, you know, it's, it's much better to be a homeowner. And when they start pulling those back, we're like, no, 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 that's not going to work. And so in the end, you know, we did have our realtor champions, 
our politicians working for us, listening to our voice, and we did get an acceptable budget passed. We didn't get everything we wanted, but it was much, much better than when we started out. And actually, next week, we would all normally be in Washington, D.C., meeting with our legislators and all that on Capitol Hill, and we will be doing it virtual, so we're still going to get their ear, which is super important. And, you know, we kind of went over this, but I, maybe you have just a little extra to share with the listeners of why a realtor should participate. Well, real estate is one of those businesses that is so directly related to our communities. When our communities are strong and vibrant, that is great for our real estate business and vice versa. When realtors are able to sell homes, that's good for the community. We know as a fact that homeowners make safer, stable communities and that home ownership has a, definitely a positive aspect or impact on our communities. They say that for every home that's sold, over $50,000 goes back into the community. And that's from, you know, realtors earning commission. That's from title companies, you know, earning their income. That's from buyers wanting to improve the home they just bought. Or that sellers, you know, trying to go out and improve the home they're trying to sell. It's, it's all very related and connected. You know, you're absolutely right. There's so much. And I think that the economy depends on it. So before we leave, you've given us great examples of why we should all be invested in participating in local level, state level, and national level, and what those dollars do for us. Can you leave our listeners with one bit of advice, any advice you'd like to leave them with? Well, they say that if you invest in RPAC, you are a member of the Realtor Party. We hear about the two big political parties, the Democrat and the Republican parties, okay? And by the way, RPAC money is almost equally invested in politicians that are affiliated with both of those properties or parties. So we don't really favor one or the other if you really research into it. We are strictly looking for realtors who, again, are supportive of our industry. So if you are a member of the realtor party, we ask three things. One is we want you to all realtors to go out and vote because every vote counts. And it's really important to get the right people in those positions. And we ask you to act. If you hear about issues going on, you know, be part of that. Be knowledgeable about that. And of course, the last thing is invest. Invest in our pack, which is investing in your community, which ultimately is really investing in your business. Great advice. And as we say with the Realtor Party, we are known as the Purple Party. Exactly. So I love that. And Jan, uh, thank you again for joining us today. That's a wrap. Thank everybody for listening. Thank you for listening to this podcast installment from the Women's Council of Realtors. Leaders made here. 